Are you an expert? That is a very loaded question, and a lot of people, being as sweet and modest as they are, often will say that they aren't. Now, I am of a differing opinion that most people are an expert about something, but you read me an interesting Facebook post in one of the groups that you're in that basically said, are you an expert? Can you truly claim that you've got 10,000 hours of experience? And it's like, boy, that is a hard bar to get over, right? That's a hard hurdle to jump. We're going to talk about that a little bit in today's episode, starting now. Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. So the post to, to its effect was like, uh, are you an expert? Have you accomplished 10,000 hours in, you know, whatever it is that you're an expert in? Yeah, I think they were actually kind of upset that so many people do claim themselves as an expert. And what I think is funny is that, firstly, this post is a post laden with shame. It's trying to shame people. And right away, I don't like it because of that. But they, this person is operating off the premise that 10,000 hours is what it takes to become an expert. And that's because... The 10,000 hours number was popularized in the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And it basically, he studied a whole bunch of people who mastered their craft and came to the conclusion that 10,000 hours was the magical number to become an expert. Okay. okay. Now, I was reading a book, uh, I think it was last year, called Peak Secrets from the New Science of Expertise by Anders Ericsson and Robert Poole that kind of discussed this these findings by Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell is brilliant. I actually own that book. I believe that I have perused it. I don't know if I read it cover to cover. Anyways, um, I was reading this book, Peak, though, and it was talking about this particular thing and how it has led so many people astray, okay. including, including our friend here, I think, right? Because the fact of the matter is that if I were to play um, chess against a first grader for 10,000 hours, I would not become a master at chess and be able to beat <laughs> the world's champions, right? I, yeah, yeah I, unless this was a very, very talented first grader. So right away, this kind of messes up the premise that 10,000 hours equals expert, okay? So if 10,000 hours against a person who is of very low skill level won't make you an expert, then it should also suggest that me playing 5,000 hours against a world champion would probably make me significantly better than probably 99.9% of the rest of the population, right? And so that that's kind of what this book talks about is how focused uh, practice, right? Um, he uses the example of piano teachers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in which you had gone through piano teachers. So you actually yeah. experienced this. When I was listening to this book, I was thinking about this. And he said that if you stick with the same piano teacher for 10,000 hours, unless that person was already like a grandmaster or whatever of piano um you're likely not going to get better at some You'll point plateau. you're going to plateau and you need to get a better teacher okay okay and yeah, so i could see that and so they really dug into this concept and this was something that bothered me about this person's post to suggest that you can only be an expert when you're ten thousand hours yes you might be only be capable of being an expert to a large majority of the world out there about stuff 
you know what? There are huge experts about stock investing. Okay. But I'm still an expert about stock investing to the people who know significantly less about it than, you, than they do. You they, know a lot more than I do. You know, so you're an expert to me. So uh, what we're getting at is it, uh, it's, it's comparative expertise, right? It's, it's, you're comparing your expertise to the person that you're learning from. And that isn't to say that you, you, if we were to use this standard, then every new teacher would be completely disqualified from being a teacher, right? Like, you, no, you need 10,000 hours of teaching to be an expert teacher. Like, no, that's not necessarily how this works. You just need to be more advanced than the people that you're teaching, right? Yeah. And as long as your information isn't completely wrong, I'm, you know, <laughs> there there are certain situations, right? Like, if you're going to be expert like... Expert in quotes. Yeah, you know? you know. So there are, there are certain things that, you know, especially like if... I had a surgeon, right? I would probably want a surgeon that's pretty well practiced, you know, but um, that isn't to say that in things that are less critical, um, you can't be an expert to people who know less than you, you know, and, and be transparent, Larry. Don't put yourself out there as the leading, the world's leading expert in whatever it is that you're doing if you don't have that. But if you have experience and you've been through some of the things that you're teaching about, then you have sufficient expertise. You may not be a master but you have enough expertise to teach what it is that you're going to teach to your target audience, mm-hmm. right? Like, should I have a, uh, a PhD in mathematics in order to teach my children arithmetic? No, no, I have sufficient expertise to teach my children arithmetic. Right. And so that's why I didn't like the, this blanket bar that this person set. And I noticed that this person went with 10,000 hours which suggests to me does not prove to me, but suggests to me this person likely doesn't have a PhD in the thing that they are, you know, teaching or whatever it is they're claiming to be an expert at. And it's like, so if you're going to throw around your false 10,000 hour expertise requirement, then why can't someone with a PhD say you're not an expert because you don't have a PhD, right? If we're just using people's, you know, whatever, uh, like levels of, uh, requirement that they, they specify as being the, you have to clear this hurdle to be an expert. It's like, well, why is your hurdle the right one? Why isn't the PhD person's hurdle the right one? Right. Yeah. You know, so when you encounter people like this, yeah, you're not going to change this person's mind probably. And you know what? If this person knows more than you, are they a better expert than you are? Yep. And that's okay. Because, <laughs> that's okay. because if people like you and they want to pay you, and eventually you can accept that your your students will exceed your skill level and move on, right? Unless you're leveling up as well, then they can go on to that person, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty much how this works, right? It's you go through certain levels. You start out, you know, your your first piano teacher was probably not the world-renowned piano teacher, and then you had to go move up and move up and move up. And that's how it works, right? When it I did not level up that many times, to be clear. Yeah, but <laughs> But what I'm getting at is like when you start out in sports, you have your elementary school, right? Or your peewee league. Yeah. And then you move up to like your junior league and you're, you know, you move up. And then eventually, you know, if you want to start getting into the pro, you're going to have pro level coaches. Yeah. Does that mean that a high school coach is less of an expert to like a first grader? No, like you have enough expertise to teach that kid as much as he needs (laughs) For the skill level that he can to accomplish his goals, you got it. Especially at his physical capabilities too, right? Like a first grader would be crushed under like the regiment of a professional, you know, football 
coach or whatever, yeah. right? You know, so um, these are all things to take into account, right? When you are considering your expertise, when you are um, allowing these random people on Facebook groups to uh, basically qualify you, um, you are opening yourself up to be criticized based on their parameters. And who's to say that their parameters are the right ones? If you can take what you know and make someone else's life better for it, and they're willing to pay you for it, that to me is all that needs to happen in that in that uh, transaction, right? Mm-hmm. There needs to be an exchange of value, you know? And when I hear someone beating their chest about 10,000 hours or whatever, it's like, all right, so let's change that. Let's move that goalpost. And then all of a sudden, look, you're not an expert because you don't have a PhD, right? right. Like it, there's just, there's too many ways that you can, you know, skin that cat or, you know, slice this, that it, don't let someone disqualify you about your expertise simply because they happen to sit in a seat longer than you did. Because let's say, let me, if they sat in a seat for 10,000 hours, but they didn't push themselves, they didn't, you know, you know, C's get degrees, right? Like if they didn't push themselves, you could still be a better expert than them, even though you've put in less time. I, I literally could imagine somebody just spending hours and hours a day just typing in like search phrases into Google. And then after 10,000 hours, look, I'm, I'm SEO. I SEO. <laughs> I SEO good. Yeah. You know, like I, I know how to, I know Google. I am an expert at Google because I have typed in keyword phrases. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm not obviously, firstly, I don't have the grounds to throw uh, Malcolm Gladwell under the bus. The dude's brilliant. I'm not trying to take away what I think is that the world took his concept, eviscerated it because everyone loves getting like the blue ribbons and the gold stars and everything. Like I put in the time I'm therefore I'm expert. You're not right. Yeah. So, and look, Malcolm Gladwell says so. And I think an, a piece, you can literally find the 10,000 hour requirement all over the internet. It's everywhere because people read it in this book. They realized, Oh, this is Malcolm Gladwell validating me as an expert. Therefore anyone who hasn't achieved this goal is not an expert. And I'm going to stand up like, and it's the same thing that people did when they got like master's degrees and PhDs to the people who only had their bachelor's, like the worth, worthless, frown on that, worthless right? bachelor's degree. Right. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. You know, um, you can still be an expert and it doesn't require 10,000 hours, 10,000 hours of really concentrated practice. Absolutely. You will probably be better than pretty much everybody, but that doesn't mean that you, you have to wait until 10,000 hours to start teaching people or start getting paid for your skills and expertise, right? If that were the the bar that was required, it's like, why does anyone get paid when they're starting out in, in a job? Right? You don't deserve it. You're not an expert. <laughs> yeah, like everyone's going to be the uh, unpaid intern. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was very interesting when you read that to me because I thought it was a very um, obtuse uh, way to kind of frame your statements. It's, well, yeah. it's like putting yourself on a pedestal. And, and it's funny because it invited a bunch of other chest beating, like, oh, I've got my PhD and this and that. Yeah. And and I'm absolutely an expert, but then you also have, you know, some people responding back, like I'm learning constantly. And so I, I would never call myself an expert and that person's now feeling insecure about what they know. Yeah. And what this tells me is that we've all gotten too hung up on the word expert, right? Like it's, it really it's not some bad, like if, yes, if you take the tack that like, no, I'm always learning and I've never, I'm never, if expertise equals perfection, then yes, none of us are experts and none of us ever will be experts, right? Um, we're talking about mastery. And unfortunately for the person that made that post, 
mastery is a gradient. It isn't black and white. There yeah. is a million shades of gray in between. Um, and so how, how do you value, value and validate mastery? It, it, mastery of social media. <laughs> right. Good, good luck. Like, yeah. it, it, if you, okay. So there's tons of people, let's say social media marketing, you have a you know PhD in social media marketing. It's like, all right. So everyone who has a PhD in social media marketing is equal in their mastery. No, right. Some people had better grades. Other people went to harder schools, right? Like, yeah. There's just, like I said, there's so many different shades of gray in all of this. So um, don't let people like that get you down. You are probably an expert in something unless you're a newborn baby, in which case you're an expert at listening to podcasts. You're like way ahead of other babies. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. And you're probably an expert at being adorable. Anyways, I highly <laughs> recommend those books. Check them out. It is Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell and then Peak Secrets from the New Science of Expertise by Andrews Erickson and Robert Poole if you have any interest in uh, finding out what people, why people are claiming these 10,000 hours things. 10,000 hours, that's a lot. That is like one, th a little under 1,500 eight-hour days, right? Wow. Yeah, so it's, it it's is commitment. a commitment. It is, um, but 10,000 hours isn't the only requirement. I highly, if you have any interest in the subject, read that book, Peak Secrets from the New Science of Expertise. It is actually, I know it sounds not interesting to most people. <laughs> I found it enthralling it is a fantastic book lots of very interesting um, examples and case studies they did some really interesting case studies um, with, with kids and musical instruments in japan and mastery and stuff it's intense lots of really cool stuff in there anyways i hope you enjoyed this episode you take care bye i hope you enjoyed this episode of fearless together make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm that's f-e-a-r-l-s-s dot f-m to your continued success.